Welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast where we've got all the anthropomorphic chipmunk animated side boob you could ever want. My name's Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your headphones and strap in for an animated adventure featuring all your favorite rock stars from 1983. We're talking rock and roll. Oh, hi, Ben. Hey, John. What's up, man? Hey, uh, not much, man. Uh, we're back in the booth. Yeah, we're a little late, but uh, yeah. we made it. Fuck it. I was out of town over the weekend, and I was coming back from traveling, and boy, was I not prepared to uh, to watch a movie and record an episode. Um, so it's a few days late. Uh, I just had my eyes dilated, so everything's a, just a little blurry, and uh, these lights in the booth are bright. Like it seems very well lit in here. I'm, I'm all you got to do is dilate your eyes. Yeah, and the lighting's way better. I'm looking forward to driving home. Like I feel like I'm going to see in those back ass roads a lot better. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk rock and roll. So, how are you? Sorry, well. that's where that's where I should go. Yes, I am Whoops. well. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm good. It's a lovely Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm ready to watch a movie that I've never heard of before. Yeah, so this is going to be similar to our Zardoz and our uh, Fantastic Four episodes where we're just going to record a little preamble. Then we're going to go watch a movie that's kind of out of left field and uh, then we'll chat about it afterwards. So how did Rock and Rule come into your life, Ben? You told me about it. I was afraid that was the case because I was sitting here trying to remember <laughs> whether it was me or not. Cause I was like, I don't remember how I heard about it, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. You, you mentioned something about it to me and said, we should do an episode on it one day. Cause uh, neither of us had seen it. And, uh, the trailer, it's not as ridiculous or bizarre as Zardoz. Cause that's a, that's a high bar. Yeah. But it was definitely something that I was kind of surprised. Cause I mean, it has, you know, music by Deborah Harry and Iggy pop and cheap trick and earth, wind and fire and Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Yeah, not only music, like Deborah Harry is like one of the, the main voice. characters. Yeah, right? like yeah. like Lou Reed and Iggy Pop, like they're doing voices for the characters. And this was made by um oh the animation house. I don't remember. I know it's a Canadian animation house, but it reminds me a lot of like uh like the the ones uh oh shit. Who's the fucking Fritz the Cat guy? I have no idea. I don't remember him anymore. But like it reminds me of the style of like the uh, the Lord of the Rings animated movie from the from the mid okay, early yeah, mid eighties yeah, yeah. or that movie The Wizards. Oh yeah, yeah I can that, see that. That thing was fucking weird. I remember seeing that when I was a little kid. Hold on, I gotta look him up. I'm so upset that I can't think of of this guy's name. Yeah, the art in this is definitely not quite as outlandish as The Wizards. Yeah, the characters in that were just kind of weird and creepy. Like they were just a little off and like. This is this is a bit more conventional. Like everyone's got normal human bodies. They've got weird Alvin the Chipmunk faces for some reason. Yeah, they've got those those like those noses that. Yeah, it's weird, almost like just upturned kinda... like chipmunk nose and yeah. like lip that like bleeds into the nose in the front. Oh, weird! I didn't notice that. And they might have ears. Like, I mean, of course they have ears, but like chipmunky ears that stick out a little bit. Yeah, I mean they've I and believe. they've definitely got humanoid bodies. Like they, they yeah, are from the neck down, they are people. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned in your intro, man, that trailer just they're they're trying to pull you in on animated side boob. Boy. Yeah, I, I would imagine like ten year old me would have been more excited to see this than I am. Absolutely. Yep. 
Because there is definitely some uh, side boob going yeah, on. Yeah, animated sexy women. You know, like we we loved that when we were kids. You know, before we actually knew what regular sexy women actually look like. Yeah, it was a decent approximation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ralph Bakshi was the name. Okay, that sounds a little familiar. I had totally forgotten his name and it was driving me bonkers. Yeah, so what are you expecting from this like hour and 16 minute extravaganza here? I'm not expecting it to be good because I'd never heard of it. It's got a bunch of stars in it, you know, like uh, pop stars. And so if it was really good, I think I should have heard of it before. Yeah. Was I to guess the plot of the movie? There's like a band and uh, I don't know if there's like a, a like maybe there's like a battle of the bands thing coming up that uh, they got to do. And there's some jerk from another dimension who for some reason they have to fight and he kidnaps side boob and puts her on a wall <laughs> for some reason. And they've got to defeat him with the power of rock and roll. See, I think you're, kind of what I'm I think for. you're straight up on that, that like asshole kidnaps lady and has to be defeated with the power of rock and roll. I'm, you know, like in the trailer was talking about being something like having like rock and roll and science fiction and, and fantasy. And you're know, like, it's, it's got these elements. So I'm thinking there's, Maybe some, uh, you know, we're in a universe where if not outlawed, like the spirit of rock and roll is dead, or maybe it's like a, okay, like yeah. on the outskirts and, you know, like, or it's, uh, maybe, maybe even outlawed by, oh, uh, yeah. by, you know, like yeah. the galactic, whatever squares. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that that's, that's bordering on like, on like 2012 or 20, uh, Russia's 2112 story behind their thing. But like, yeah, like they're definitely going to have to defeat somebody with the power of rock and roll. Like he's got like this weird like sci-fi axe guitar thing. So it's uh yeah. I don't know. I mean watching the trailer, I thought the animation I mean it looks pretty good. It it looks good enough. It's not super smooth. Like it's a little jittery. It's definitely hand drawn. Mm -hmm. And the it looks fairly like it's better than He-Man animation, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you were pretty right on with the Alvin and the Chipmunks comparison. Like yeah. like it looks like 80s television animation of that ilk cuz like it maybe it looks, a little higher quality. Yeah, I mean, and it looks better than like the GI Joes and stuff. You know, like I I yeah. think Alvin and the Chipmunks was pretty fucking good for its day. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, guess I think it's better wise, than GI Joes. It and, was and, considerably better than a lot of the other stuff on offer. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really bummed because I wish I knew how it came into my life. Because what the fuck? Like, this isn't something that I had ever heard of before, you know, whenever it was like a year ago when I started talking about it, I imagine. So I'm wondering if I heard about it from like, how did this get made or or just some random, random other podcast. YouTube video or something that mentioned this thing and you're like, ah, what is that? Oh, that does sound kind of familiar. Yeah, we can make up our own history. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not expecting a lot, but I'm hoping it's cool. Like, it's got, it, like, some of the set pieces look kind of cool. It's got, like, a evil-looking base at the top of a mountain, and it's got flying cars. Yeah, Like, yeah. flying cars are cool. Yeah, so. going sideways to make it through something. Yeah. Adventure. So, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of an odd smattering of music. Yeah. Because you got Deborah Harry from Blondie. Mm-hmm. Which is, which I guess is a bit after their disco phase. So this would be when they were a little bit more pop and a, a bit more rock-like. Well, and, and Blondie's weird in that, like, even though they, they were like, they were like in the disco club scene, like, I, I feel like, like even stuff like, like Heart of Glass and like, like their more poppy stuff even 
came later in their career too. Like they, they were a weird conundrum. We should do an episode on Blondie. No, I'm just kidding. We shouldn't, <laughs> but I think I watched like a behind the music on Blondie or something. One of, one of those type shows. And it, it's a fun, uh, watch. Interesting. And then you had Lou Reed, who was probably near the end of his career. Well, I mean, the Velvet Underground was still around in 83, right? Were they? I have no idea. I think. You know, I, I kind of see I'm Lou Reed sure as where like- where I placed them. I would imagine in like the the pop rock music scene, he was like the like Andy Warhol. Wait, of he, that. he hung out with Andy Warhol oh, a shit. lot. So okay. like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like Andy Warhol was like the patron of the Velvet Underground. Oh, shit. Full circle. So, yeah, you've got him and then you've got uh, Cheap Trick, which is more just kind of straight up uh, Gennaro rock. Yeah. Cheap Trick is, is I just I imagine Cheap Trick just being somewhere in like everything from that era it's just like oh look there's cheap trick oh you know fast times mentions cheap trick and then (laughs) oh this soundtrack's got cheap trick on there it's like what does cheap trick do Eh, cheap tricks yeah they've got they've got a couple of tunes that everyone knows but like i don't know if i've ever listened to a full cheap trick album yeah never like they they were i want you to want me right i believe so or is that that the other band that i get mixed up with cheap trick it's a good question Yeah. yeah time to look up the uh the discography yeah you tell me because I feel like there's there oh the Kinks are is the other one that I always get mixed up with with Cheap Trick. Ain't that a shame? I know that one. Okay. Did they do that? That Mommy's all right, Daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Or is that the Kinks? Maybe Dream Police. They did. Oh I yeah. I know Dream Police. The Dream like, Police. Like, the Flame. If you want my love, surrender, Mighty Wings. I've no. Oh, idea surrender what... is is the is the Mommy's all right, Daddy's all right. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so is, I want you to want me. Is that the kinks? Yes. I think that is okay. the kinks. All right. Uh, in any case, kinks aren't in this movie. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Cheap trick is. And, uh, you can tell we're clearly excited about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad I got to correct myself rather, <laughs> rather than someone else going in there. <laughs> hey, you fucking idiot. And then, uh, and then Iggy pop, who's got some, you know, punk rock credentials. Uh, is he the bad guy? If he I don't voices know. Someone, I wonder who he voices in the movie. Yeah, because like to be honest, like I know Iggy Pop as like a pop culture, you know, icon, but I I can't say I've even heard a single song he's ever sung. Like I just know of Iggy Pop through the the pop culture lexicon. Yeah, and I don't know where he was in his career in '83 either, because I know the Stooges were like the late '70s, so the Stooges might have still been around. Uh, I know he was like shitting on stage at some point, but I imagine that was early in his career. That's, That's not the kind nuts. of thing you do in front of a large audience. I wouldn't think. I don't know. There was that metal chick, uh, what? Six months back that pissed on a, in somebody's mouth on stage. Oh no shit. Gross. That was the, the band that did the song at, at the end of the matrix, the cover of the rage against the machine song. Oh yeah. Like that was that same band. Like oh, they weird. Landed a gig like that, and then she peed on a guy's face wow. on stage. You, you saw the video? Oh, yeah. Like, she peed she on that guy's face. She him. And yeah. he, like, stood up and spit the pee out. Like, he had it yeah. in his mouth and spit it out on the crowd. And like, he's like, woo! Holy shit. Yeah. That's 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 some next-level shit right there. I, I don't even... And she, she's singing the whole time. Talented performer. I'll give her that. Yeah. I don't think I could sing with such confidence if I was peeing on a man's face. I don't think I could pee with such confidence while singing <laughs> in front of a bunch of people. Or even pee on a man's face. Yeah. Like at stage fright. Yeah, oh, that's that, kind of weird. That'd be tough. I'd really have to like 
you know, bite my lip and look up in the in the corner. <laughs> Think about Close your else. eyes and breathe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough problems with that as it is. Um, wow, maybe maybe she'll uh, voice an animated character in Heavy Metal 2025. Coming soon. Um, and then and then to round out this perfect bit of bands here, you had Earth, Wind, and Fire. Fuck, which, yeah. I fucking love me some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Kind of an odd fit for what they got going on here. But uh, fuck it, they're great. I hope Earth, Wind, and Fire sings like the like the triumphant ending song once once everything is has you know gone back to uh you know the the righteous path. Yeah, and I'm also curious about if they're going to be using popular songs by these characters. Like, are we going to hear like a heart of glass in there? I don't know what year that came out, or like you know, are, are we going to hear take a walk on the wild side? I don't know. I think they may have wrote songs. For this that would make sense when i looked it up on youtube to see where we could watch it which uh youtube's definitely in the right spot because amazon wants to charge you 20 bucks and it's free on youtube so yeah. eat shit jeff bezos <laughs> lex luther ass motherfucker like i saw like they had some of like the music the videos from the you know, like like this song from that and i didn't recognize any of the names oh okay not that i necessarily would have recognized cheap truck song names obviously yeah but yeah. uh so i don't know well, I want you to want me. You're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's not cheap trick. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, let's go watch this movie. Fuck yeah, let's do Hour it. Hour and 16 minutes. Uh, if if people want to go and uh, pause this and go watch it and then come back, you, yeah. you it's, ha- it's your prerogative. It's free on YouTube. And And by the way, that's the right length for a movie. Especially an animated movie of this nature. If this movie was... Three and a half hours long, I don't think I could do it. No, I don't think we'd be doing it. No, not at all. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, The Batman was three hours, and, and that was, that was you know, good and long. Yes, it was. I had to pee so bad by the <laughs> end of that movie. I, I, did, I did pee. Well, a little, little spoiler for, uh, for the episode. I, I was there with somebody who had seen it before, and it seemed like it was coming to a little quiet spot, and I was like, is this a good time? Like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so that's, I, that's I ran handy. out and peed real quick. I, I did not. I held it the whole time, teeth floating, all that water <laughs> rushing on screen, those assholes putting so much rushing water at the end of a three-hour movie. <laughs> True story. <laughs> anyway. It was a very wet movie. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Um, we'll see you in a little bit. Welcome back, John. Hey, fuck you. You didn't tell me we were recording. That was a dirty <laughs> trick. Um, that was a cheap, dirty trick. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, what the fuck was that we just watched? Bad. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I, I wish even more so now that I, that I knew how rock and roll came into my life because somebody must have recommended it or at least made it sound appealing somehow for me to be interested in doing it. 
um, or at least called it like oddball and worth seeing. I don't know, but it was not, no, it was tough. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fucking nonsense. There, I found myself in many points of the movie being confused as to what the fuck was happening. Yeah, it gave me the same feeling that I got like the first time I watched Pink Floyd's The Wall, but I was like stoned out of my head. And I mean, that thing is pretty wacky. At least the music's better. Oh yeah, the music's fantastic. But you know, the animated sequences in that oh, it were fucking weird. Probably, probably similar quality. I mean, well, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen The yeah. Wall. No, but, I think that they're, yeah. I mean, all in all, like, I'd say the goods, animation wasn't bad. No, they, they had some good visuals. Animation quality was good. I mean, I think one of the high points was the club scene, just because it was ridiculous. It had, yeah. like, all these, like, weird pseudo-sexual things going on. Like, was this a kid's movie? No, it wasn't. I read one uh, one review real quick after we watched the movie that said this was like the antithesis of Disney. That originally it was going to be developed as a uh, as a kids movie by Nelvana. That's who did it, and uh, their their Hollywood friends to, um, convinced them to make it more of an adult feature. It was walking a line, like it didn't go over the top. There was no full frontal. Yeah, but it definitely had like big cartoon boobs with nipples and people accidentally getting their faces put into them and butts and underwear and some minor drug use. Yeah. Like at the beginning, like they handed them those orbs. It was kind of like a, an analog for drugs. Yeah. Uh, but then later on, like the main evil guy mock is just straight up snorting cocaine. Well, and let's, let's, um, give a, a brief rundown summary. of what the plot was so so we can see how it compared to our um, assumptions in the beginning. So it's a it's a post-apocalyptic earth when the, where the human race has died out and animal creatures evolved and are making music and you know they're like rats and rodents and uh, cats and dogs, I think it said. Yeah. And uh, there's this this one super androgynous like rock legend uh, mock. Who's the bad guy? And that's M.O.K. Who's like a hideous lizard-lipped David Bowie? Yeah. <laughs> Is like that what he's supposed to be? Real weird. I don't know what the fuck he was. was. Oh, I don't want to put that on David Bowie. I mean, his mouth looks more like a Mick Jagger. Definitely Mick Jagger. Like mouth, current yeah. Mick Jagger. In fact, all around he kind of looked like current Mick Jagger. Yeah. It's still wrinkled and horrifying. Yeah. So Mock is putting together this uh, this contraption to open a portal to another dimension to bring a demon through for some reason. And the last component he needs is a voice. Yeah, a specific voice. Yeah. And he's got a ring that tells him what that voice is. And so he's going around to like open mic nights, like little shows. I think yeah. It seemed like it was like a talent show because like everyone came out and just did one song. Yeah, like a tryout. Yeah. So the Battle of the Bands wasn't too far off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and and uh, enter... Angel. The unnamed band? Did oh, they yes. give the band a name in this movie? Nope. But it, it consists of Angel, Omar, Dizzy, and Stretch. I'm surprised you remembered all those I names. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Omar is a dick. Yeah, he's a shithead. That guy fucking sucks. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be like a hero of this movie because this guy is a fucking douchebag yeah he's a selfish prick uh you know all all angel wants is you know if they're going to play two songs she wants to play one of her songs yeah. okay that's fine 
they cut him off after the first song and then omar's like all right we're playing our we're playing the same song again when they get another song to play and she's like fuck you i'm just gonna start playing my song and he storms off like a fucking baby yeah and shocker hey look it's angel's voice that uh that mock's been looking for smash cut what half hour of weird stuff and uh no nah, i don't know i, yeah, I was they, they they kind of make up like she's like fuck you you're an asshole and he's like well i was just gonna say you were good and she's like oh okay i take <laughs> you back <laughs> like what fuck this guy and then they go make out at uh, i can't remember what they called it you know essentially make out point yeah make out point and this, they're making out, and this big dude, like, rips the top off of their car to hand her, like, an invite to Mock's house. <laughs> and, like, takes just a big whiff of her foot, because it's in his face. <laughs> and smiles, and it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's real <laughs> weird. So, you know, they, they go to Mock's house, and... I mean, it's all very standard, like, oh, he's charming the woman, and he's, you know, trying to take care of the rest of the band to get them out of there. He He... Drugs them up, hypnotizes them, locks her up, sends yeah. them packing back to uh, back to hometown because they went to Nuke York. Yeah, and he offers her like everything to yeah. just sing a song with him, and she's like, "No, I'm I'm, too, I'm loyal to my band." Uh, the leader of which was just a real dick to me not thirty minutes ago. But then they made out. Yeah, and then they steal a cop car and drive to Nuke York in. A unnecessarily long travel montage with nothing interesting at all happening. You know, one thing that I thought was really cool that happened was a light bridge. That was a cool visual. Light bridge was cool. You know, some of that animation was good. One thing I noticed throughout this whole movie is that they they had a really good handle on their their hovering cars animation. Like, every time there was like a hovering car, it looked really good. Yeah, and they do a lot of cool shots where it would like drive over the camera. Yeah, and li- and like little turns and stuff. Like it, it, it worked really well. They actually had a really good handle on like not perspective at a distance, but like I noticed like uh, Omar's nose is like way long, and like mm-hmm. hers isn't for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe they're maybe one's a cat and the other one's a dog. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, they did a pretty good job of like when he's moving around dynamically, making it look natural. Like they yeah. that seems like it would be fairly hard to do consistently and it was very smooth and and consistent well and you know the uh the animation and the design work on um dizzy and stretch were both really good they were they were exaggerated cartoon characters and they moved really well and really smoothly um there was also a lot of parts where oh wait never mind sorry we're still talking plot Oh yeah, there was one of those in this movie. Yeah, sorry, I I had jumped I had jumped ahead. So it's it's you know the, they they do steal the cop car and get to New New York, and then that's when Mock like drugs them all up and threatens to to kill them if she doesn't sing with him. Yeah, so I was really confused by the whole, so like the, the oh there's like these big doofus giant roller skate brothers that yeah. are like his goons. Yeah, and like once they get to New York, they have a sister who pops out and shows everyone her underpants and like there's like a weird like crotch to butt camera transition it's really (laughs) really weird like that's not the kind of transition you want like it's cool if you like zoom in on like an eyeball till it goes black and then like you come out in like space or something yeah that's a cool little transition but to like zoom in on the crotch until like nothing but the white underwear and the line in the middle 
fills it up and then that turns into a butt, butt crack, crack coming out the other side like that's <laughs> oh, that's bizarre man. it was weird i don't think i liked that anyway she comes in and uh you know thinks that angels like mocks new girlfriend and is like hey you want to go out clubbing i know how to sneak out of here and she's like fuck yeah i do let's get the fuck out of here and uh they sneak out and go to a club, the aforementioned club scene with the boobs and the butts and and the Earth, Wind and Fire, and yeah, yeah, Earth, Wind and Fire. That was playing. probably my my favorite part of the whole movie, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely, it was cool. I had like a bunch of like dancing and them like searching around because they're looking for. Uh, they found out that the Oaf's sister has a tattoo, yeah. So they're looking for it, and Stretch ends up coming up like he sticks his head up and his nose is like right in her ass. <laughs> and he sees the tattoo and then she, her hand comes down and scratches her butt. Where his <laughs> it was almost like, like Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> you know, like, like just gross and strange. Anyway. Uh, so this next part confused me. So like he hears they're there, the goons come to go get her and whatnot. And then like he has them come. Who's the, he? Uh, Mock. So okay. Mock, they're like, you know, they're like searching for Angel and they find and and uh, Omar finds Mock. And Angel's like all loving on him and be like, oh, I love Mark. Ooh, this is great. Good. Fuck off, Omar. And then it's revealed like, oh, it's a person in an angel mask. It's a decoy. And I was like, okay, cool. So he tricked them into thinking that she doesn't like them and doesn't want them there and they're going to go home. And then that's how they get rid of these guys. Yeah. And then in like the next scene, she's like, no, I don't want to sing for you. And... And Mock takes her into the other room and they're all like captured in a giant bubble where they're getting zapped. It's like, why'd you even bother with the tricking them thing if you were just going to kidnap them and stick them in a bubble? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. A bubble that that he somehow can use to hypnotize them. Yes. So they're all like happy flower people getting on a bus and going back to town. Wow, I skipped over a lot of stuff when I was doing my little plot jump there. <laughs> Man, I, I, I really must not have thought much about this movie. I'm glad you paid more attention than me. Speaking of skipping over stuff, that's right about the point in the movie. Like, they get sent home, and like they're all like, oh, it's oh, yeah. cool, we're going home. And then after that, it just zooms in on a poster and has a couple quick flashes of, yeah. like, Angel in the dress. The, the, the side boob dress. The side boob dress. And then like a demon face and an explosion. And then it cuts to a news report saying like, oh, okay, they ha there was this concert that they were supposed to have and uh, it blew up and fucked up New York a bunch and uh, it sucked. And I had no idea what was going on. I was on. so confused. I thought it was a flashback of something that happened in Mock's past or something. Yeah, but, but it had her in it. Like I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And then then it cuts to him and he's like, oh, I guess we didn't have enough power. We got to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we got to go back to hometown. And it's like, why... Why did they even need to do that? Why didn't they just set yeah, the concert a, in hometown in the first place? Yeah, throw in a scene that goes, oh, or, or you know, like a quick little clip where where uh, where they're like, we need to have our concert, though, but there's not enough power in Nuke York. Let's go to hometown. Bam. But it would have been cheaper that, than that montage, too. Yeah, but then I guess that makes you wonder, why did they go to Nuke York in the first place? I still wonder that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't wonder that until you brought it up, but I, but I mean, I don't have an answer. No, it's it's a hot mess. So anyway, they go back to hometown. They're having the concert at a power plant, of course, because yeah. they need more power. And lots of people showed up, even though it was like eight hours notice. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's mock. It's mock. Yeah, yeah. He's he's you show up for mock. He is uh, a a legendary super rocker. So we were told by the beginning scrawl. <laughs> And anyway, so he has his concert. Uh, he drugs her and puts some sort of a collar on her that lights up and makes her sing. Um, 
which that seems like that would have been the easy solution the whole time. Like, yeah. why? what's all the, oh, before they, on the way, when they're getting there, they get into like an argument, like the, when they're in the air, there's like an argument where she, she pretends to like, let's just run away and be me. Oh and yeah. You. She's all rubbing his chest. Yeah. And then, uh, he gets all mad at her and, uh, cause she's trying to refuse to sing. So that's when he decides to drug her. Is the, that when his music video happens? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a weird music. Oh yeah. And then he he gets mad at her, and the screen cuts to black for like fifteen <laughs> twenty seconds, and yeah, you hear with, shit smashing with like glass breaking yeah. and boxes busting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they did they forget to animate that I part. Mean, I thought the video just went out. Like whoever lo- loaded that up to YouTube, like their video just cut out at maybe, that part. Maybe it did. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's just a weird music video of him being him i think it's called i am mock or something like that it's yeah they said that a song. lot yeah it, it it smacked of like uh like tim curry's uh yeah uh, tells his character in rocky horror the trans- frankenfurter yes yes yeah transylvanian yeah yeah like that, that that's it, yeah it was just a lot of weird drug trip animated androgyny and just like yeah, it was it was strange. I I went to the bathroom during that. Is that when he took the big the big pile of coke? Yes, it was right after that. He like snaps out of that, and he, he and his like one of the dummy guys is watching like an Uncle Frankie's something or whatever the thing he talks about in the end. Uh, he's watching a show where it's like, do you know how to tell what good and evil is? And he's like, is this guy evil? And he's like, blows up a cow. And it says, yes. And is this guy evil? And he like gives the cow a lollipop. And it's like, oh, no. is that some foreshadowing for yes. Toad? Yeah, oh. it was because I was wondering what the fuck it was there for. Yeah. And then he's like, are we evil, Mr. Mock? And Mock's like, ah, evil's not really a thing. It's kind of in the eye of the beholder. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that that's why, yeah. Then, uh, so then I guess jumping back to the concert. Oh, boy. This, this synopsis is a bunch of messes the movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, concert. Uh, she sings... Demon comes out. Well, the uh, the rest of the band from the original is playing like super like oh, yeah. flowery family fun music at at the uh, at the old club, and when uh, when they charge up for the concert, it like knocks out all the power and zaps them, and then they come back to their senses. They're like, "What the fuck? We gotta go help her!" And they steal another cop car. <laughs> yeah, from the same cop. <laughs> th- th- those are fun little moments. Yeah, yeah Demon gets out, uh, eats a bunch of the crowd. Uh, Mox just, he's smitten. He loves it. It's great. Yeah. He's uh, just sitting from up on a platform with it, with big red go-go boots. The demon guy tries to kill Angel or no, tries to kill Omar because he shows up and he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you guys up. And mm-hmm. he gets his ass kicked. And, uh, one of the brothers jumps in front of it. Like yeah. Sam or it was something with an something S with and an, an S. A sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sleazy. Like, wasn't there it one called matter. sleazy or something? Anyway, he sacrifices himself in, uh, what was, I think supposed to be a moving scene. You know what? I mean, I was so checked out of this, this movie and so like not prepared for anything with any kind of substance at all that it did hit pretty well for me. I was just like, holy shit. Like this is surprisingly fucking deep for this movie. And it, and it hits even harder now knowing that they'd watched that thing on yeah. TV and, and, and asked if they were evil. Yeah. Like, like he's in his brother's arms and, he, and he's like, I did it for uncle nutsy or whatever his name was. And uh, then you see his roller skate stop spinning. Yeah, shit. And then comes the foreshadowed that we didn't mention, but it was foreshadowed, like duet at the end that sends the demon back to wherever. And uh, angry, my brother's dead guy 
throws mock down the demon hole before it closes yeah and yeah there there was total foreshadowing earlier with with that that it was going to have to be the duet with them because like first the club owner was like oh a duet huh yeah. at, at some point and then when they're talking about like the legend of the demon or whatever like like a voice can will bring it from the ground they're like and can can anything send it back it's like not one voice can send it yeah. back. And, and you're like, oh, not <laughs> one, one voice. Uh, but the, oh, yeah, the characters in the movie are just like, <laughs> all right, no voice can do it. It's like, that's not what they said. <laughs> um, and then they keep singing that duet, and the song's pretty terrible. I mean, most of the music is yeah, pretty terrible. Yeah, I guess that brings us to music. Uh, it's not good. No. There was, like, none of these songs were like, oh, yeah. That that's a banger. I like they that. They weren't one. hits, that's for sure. No, and and some of them were definitely written for this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the other ones maybe weren't, but uh, I'd never heard them on the radio, probably for a reason. <laughs> and there was three cheap trick songs that uh, I would not have known which was cheap trick, which does not surprise me. Uh, and there Did was you only just say one... which was not surprise me. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I can tell if I just heard wrong, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, all in all, not impressed. I mean, this is like a movie based on music, right? Like that was like the, it's like rock and rule. I'm not, like not yeah, sure. What the hell who, is the rule? I, I guess Mock wanted to rule the demon. You I know, don't know. I'm wondering if that was the name of his album. Cause they had like a, like a, a, oh, a screen that yeah, was, yeah, it was flashing. advertising his last album that the sales were not satisfactory. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean. Bad movie, lackluster music, uh, decent animation. Yeah, I mean, there there were definitely some parts that I could tell were rotoscoped, like in some of the uh, some of the performances, like uh, yeah, the first, first time the band's playing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, Omar and uh, and Angel definitely had some rotoscoping. Like that that movement looked natural and looked good. Yeah, it it was. Uh, I mean, that's really the only highlight of this movie, and uh, I mean that and the cartoonishly humorous boobs yeah that's that's all it's got going for and there was a couple like moments of levity that were okay in it too like little jokes that hit i'll i'll take your word for it but not many nothing made me laugh out loud that's for sure so i mean would you like to hear some of the uh some of the reviews Oh, I would love to hear some of the reviews so some of the critical reception for this spin magazine called rock and roll quote the greatest oddball sci-fi musical ever committed to animation cells are th- what is the competition? Yeah, because was what? was this pre heavy metal? I what year did ooh. heavy metal come out? Like maybe eighty five, eighty six? Because this was eighty eighty three. Close. So. Let me see. Because I mean, like it's been a long time since I saw heavy metal. Oh no, eighty one. Wow. I mean, is is heavy metal oddball? I mean, it's weird, but I don't know about oddball. Like you throw enough qualifiers in there, anything can be the best thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably missing an ellipses here, where it's like the greatest oddball sci- sci-fi musical starring Lou Reed and Debbie Harry and Cheap Trick and Earth, Wind, and Fire ever committed to animation. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and that's that's an accurate statement. I mean, there's, there's no, you can't even argue against that. Um, let's see. We also uh, so this this is what I what I had read earlier. Um, Graham Young of the Birmingham Mail said. The antithesis of Disney and flawed, but ahead of its time. Rock and roll will surprise and delight anyone whose combined interests include graphic novels, animated films, and rock music. I disagree, Graham Young. 
I would bet that Graham Young is not a fan of animated movies, graphic novels, or rock music. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the kids love, love this. I hate it, but the kids will love it. Uh, Mike McPadden of Vice wrote that it's enjoyable on its own merits and potently nostalgic. <laughs> I thought I said potentially oh. nostalgic. Okay, so that, that has to be a modern review, I guess, because yeah. I was like, there's no way Vice no, existed Vice in 1983. <laughs> okay, so all of these people are lying or they were paid. I've got one more. Okay, just to top go. it all here off. Here we go. Keith Breeze of Contact Music described rock and roll as, quote, a masterpiece of ultra animation and wildly ambitious vision and remains a triumph in animated feature film. What the <laughs> fuck? I, I mean, maybe we watched the, the free one that was all cut to pieces and weird. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's a 77 minute film. I mean, so like I said, the animation there. was pretty good. And back then, maybe it was really good. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um <laughs> I was only one year old when this came out, so... Uh, yeah, we're old as shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I could say confidently audiences did not agree. Um, you know, I don't even know if audiences got a chance to agree. Because this movie was about as big of a flop as could ever have flopped. Oh, yeah? How, what, do, what do you think the budget for this movie? I mean, is it a lot, pretty good animation? <sighs> I think, though, I, think I read somewhere... That I, I saw a number. I'm not sure if that was the final number, but I saw eight million. Yeah, somewhere. eight million dollars. Do you know what the 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 combined box office draw for United States and Canada was? One hundred twenty-seven thousand. Thirty thousand. Shit. <laughs> <Oof>. Wow. <laughs> that is a fucking flop. If I've ever heard one, that is that's a bad ratio, man. I mean, to be honest, I think that's about as much as it deserved. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's probably why they're trying to sell it on Amazon for 20 bucks. They're still trying to make their money back. One day it'll be profitable. <laughs> as, I mean, long, as long as people like us keep <laughs> keep the the, uh, the morbid interest alive. Well, I don't think we're promoting this very well right now. Well, I mean, there are people out there who will hear this and just be like, holy fuck, like I have to watch it. But then again, we did mention it you can watch it for free on, on YouTube. YouTube. Do not pay for this movie. See, to be honest, if I could rent it, or uh, not anymore, but like if I could have rented it for four bucks to get like an actual quality version of it, like, like if they, if it was ever remastered, it might be worth seeing because, you know, it was, well, I'm assuming it was pretty low res. Uh, maybe it was just my eyeballs. It wasn't bad. I mean, it seemed about right. It was a little dark. Yeah. Like their colors were not very vibrant, but that might've just been because someone ripped it off a of VHS tape. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know how, I mean, it was shot on film. So you could get, you know, they could remaster it. Though I got a feeling no one's going to want to put a lot more money into this movie. It's true. I would not put any more money into this movie. Yeah. What's that company like Shout Factory? They do a lot of like DVDs with like special features and remasters that nobody wants. You know, they, they've done a lot of like B films and like old horror. Yeah. Shit you can pick up real cheap. Yeah. Like stuff you would see in like the dollar bin, you know, at, at, uh, at the old dollar tree or something. Yeah. That, I mean, and it, like I said, it was shot on film. So there was always a chance that you could get something better out of it. It was, yeah. if, if they shot it on tape, then you're fucked. But in the credits, they did have like, you know, film cutting people. So I was like, okay, so they actually... Which, which means they not only did that, they, they edit it manually the old-fashioned way, too, which I've always thought is insane. Nuts. Like, cutting and fusing frame-by-frame frame shit together is insane. Wow, yeah. 
Like yeah, little, being you know, a video editor, like by trade, I take it for granted that like everything I do is digital and yeah. everything I've ever done is yeah. digital. And like, they'd have a little thing and they'd scroll through and they'd cut it. And then they'd take, cut a section like left on the cutting room floor yeah. was very literal. There was film that was left on the cutting room floor from the, the originals that was gone. Wow. Which also means like you just lose deleted scenes. Like, that shit got swept up into like a dustbin and thrown away. See, they don't have like backup like negatives or anything that I like would, I would imagine. I I mean, it depends on how disposable it was. I mean, like fuck, like TV in the nineties, they yeah, shot TV, a bunch of yeah. it on tape, and like TV early on, it wasn't even recorded. It just got broadcast live, and it was gone. Wow. So I mean, it, it depends on your. I mean, it costs money to store film and keep it fresh. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, this probably was not a great topic no no like uh, this was you know at least with like fantastic four there's a lot more to talk about you know there there's the the legend of you know its production and not uh ever being released with zardoz it's so just like off the wall bonkers that you know like it's it's fascinating and there was some quality stuff in there i enjoyed zardoz i would watch zardoz again before i'd watch this again 100 percent. i don't Ever need to watch this movie again? I'm pretty confident. No, no, and, and I don't think I'll recommend anybody watch it, even for like the oddity factor. It's not. It's like it. It felt long at an hour and seventeen minutes, and like yeah. I, I fell asleep a couple times. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, not a good movie. It's bad. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It it will not be near and dear to my heart. Um, I do have a comic adaptation of it that I haven't read yet, which I'm going to go check out when I get home because the art style in that movie was probably the best thing about it. So comic book form, like it might, I mean, maybe, maybe it'll lend some insight somewhere. Maybe they'll go a little deeper into the lore. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they'll explain why they, uh, they did that. They perpetrated that vicious plot at the club. I don't know, man. I bet it's not good either. Was it contemporary? Did it come out like with the movie or? Yeah. yeah okay. Or at least sometime in the eighties based on like just the, the art style of the, uh, of the book itself. I didn't really get into it yet. I didn't want to spoil the, uh, the movie for myself. Little did you know the movie would spoil itself. Yeah. Um, so thank you for, <laughs> for rocking and ruling with us tonight, folks. Um, sorry for the late episode and the short one. Hey, but good news is. You've got another episode coming up quick because by the yeah, time this, this comes late. out, it'll just be a few days. Um, but uh, if you want to let us know, don't let us know how this episode was. Oh, it was bad. It, it, yeah. I mean, on the bright side, this episode is probably better than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? If you've seen this movie and you love it, please get in contact with us. Hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Uh, you can call find us on, us. yeah, call us at 916-ORC-TURD, O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Um, find us on any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and please explain to us why you like this movie. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to justify yourself, but I'm, I'm genuinely curious if we missed something that uh, is meaningful to you for, in some way. I don't know. Yeah. And to everybody that did pause this and go watch this movie, I am deeply sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm the one who should be apologizing. I told them to do it. You have plausible deniability. It's possible you didn't make it all the way through and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let them tell me the end. You know what? You you might not have even tuned back in to the rest of this episode. You mean like, you know what? I, don't, 
I don't want more of that in my life. Yeah, I don't trust these guys anymore. They did this to me. <laughs> um, uh, well, hopefully they at least hear enough to know that we didn't like the movie. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want someone to walk away from this episode thinking we loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's show, uh, go give us a uh, five bands in one movie review. Was there five? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, on uh, on the Apple Podcast or the Pod Chaser, we are part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. We've got swag available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time. Can I not have something for this one? Yes. 